Hello, my name is Tom Smith. I'm the president and CEO of Wrap Technologies. On today's show, we're going to talk about the controversial topic of reimagining policing to defund, to not defund, race relations, and police violence and brutality. No more important topic than what we're going to be discussing today. Welcome back to this, the fourth part of this delicious episode of Curiosity Bites. I'm here with my guest, the Reverend Markel Hutchins. He is a noted minister and social justice advocate uh, who was mentored by people like John Lewis, Coretta Scott King, uh, and has done amazing work with, as a next-gen human and civil rights leader and is currently the chairman and CEO of the Atlanta-based movement Forward. He's the guy behind the National Faith and Blue Weekend. Also, we're here with an esteemed CEO and president, Tom Smith. Tom is the guy behind Tasers uh, and uh, now the evolution of that. He's currently the president uh, and acting CEO of, of Rap Technologies, which is scaling domestic and international sales of Bowler Wrap, which is a remote restraining device for law enforcement and security agencies that is really making it safe for, uh, for law enforcement and for individuals. I want to come into, as we come into this final section, I really want to talk about, uh, and first of all, I want to thank you both for, for all the time you've both put in and the energy and the commitment, not only on this show, but in what it is that you're doing. I really, really appreciate it. I think it's making a, a massive difference. I'm glad you guys have come together in doing what you're doing. But what I want to come to at this point is, okay, we've talked about the economics, we've talked about the politics, we've talked about the, uh, the financial, the corporate, the community, we've talked about all those external things. And now it's back to us, us being individuals, not just the four, uh, three of us, but as individuals, the people listening, the one-on-ones, what can we do? What can we get out there and do to be solution focused? Um, marching in the streets, great. Uh, fantastic. Love it. But you can't, that doesn't help when we go to riots. We know that that just is, it's not a solution. Uh, I understand it, but it's not a solution. We can raise money. It's important, but there's more. What can we do? I really want to hear from both of you at a corporate level, um, uh, speaking to other companies at a community level and at an individual level. Either of you can jump in at any time. Well, I'll, I'll start on this one. So again, from our corporate responsibility, running the business is one thing, but when when I was speaking with the Reverend about the National Faith in Blue Weekend, you know, that again is the, is the action, right? So it's looking for the involvement. It's looking to get the, the groups starting to have those conversations. It's also the politicians. So we're doing things now with reaching out to uh, the city councils, with the mayors, you know, this, again, it's multiple levels, right? So we're also reaching out at the federal level. We're engaging with our U.S. senators, with our U.S. congressmen. And as you mentioned, I'm in, I, we're in 35 countries around the world with a product that's only been on the market for 15 months. Why? Because this is a worldwide problem. It is not just a problem here. And even overseas where they're not armed as like they are here, they still have violence. They still have all of the things that this program has covered uh, to deal with. And mm -hmm. so 
as a company looking at providing the solutions, taking the feedback, working with groups like Reverend uh, and, and that association so that we can get our, you know, yes, I'm going to have profits, but I can invest those profits in making sure we're con contributing back to the communities because where I work is where I live. Uh, and, and the police are working in this community and the community is working and the politicians working. We need all of those people to work together to start, as, as we talk about regularly, roll up your sleeves and do something. You know, if you've done the marching and you've done the protesting, that's great. But now let's start doing the solving. We were highlighting it and don't let it wane. We cannot let this just, okay, we've, we're on to the next thing. This has to stay in the forefront. Uh, you know, we talk about it on a regular basis as well. We can't let this just become, yeah, something that we look back on, right? This started in the 60s and those civil movements have been passed on for generations. They have to keep doing it. And it is challenging work. There's probably nothing more challenging than this and it's, it, you just have to have the dedication and people have to want to do something and want to engage for their communities, for their children, for the future generations, because it's not something we can solve quickly. Uh, we just have to keep working at it to make that solve occur. So Tom, if, if there's a CEO, um, a CFO, CMO, C-suite individual, entrepreneur doing well, and you can say something directly to them in the context of what we've been talking about that can make a difference. What is your message to those corporate leaders? I, 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 and I've sat in a number of these meetings and I've heard other people saying, you know, what, what should we say that's gonna look good, right? Don't stop worrying about what's gonna look good for you. Start saying, where can I invest that's going to make a difference that's going to solve the problem? I think we talked about that earlier. Spend your money, not because you want to, because you think it's the right thing to do. Reach out to the communities. They'll tell you. They're very vocal about it. They'll tell you where they, and the problems are very obvious in a lot of cases. Don't worry about your image. Worry about the action. And I think that's the biggest thing that the corporate community can do because they are, they're worried about that image. So are the politicians, let's invest in action and problem solving. Wonderful, thank you. Reverend Markel Hutchins, I would like to hear from you. What can we do as um, certainly community leaders, um, whether that's, you know, we have a small community on Facebook even, um, or as individuals, what can we do? Yeah, it's great that we're marching the street, but what can we actually do to make a difference? Because I don't, I'm, I'm really afraid. I did a video and it was called, I'm afraid. And I did this video after, after George had passed. And I said, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that this will become something we shove under the rug that we'll just forget about it and look back on it and go, and I'll, everybody will pretend. And, and I don't want that to happen. I don't want us to forget. I want us to remember. What can we do? The first thing we can do is be, um, be encouraged and recognize that uh, the challenges that we face as a nation are not unto death. Uh, we will emerge from this period in American history stronger and better and wiser more secure, more humane. I, I've said this time and time again, because not only do I believe it, but I know it. I know it personally. 
I know it through the challenges that I've been through in my own life. And I want to touch on that just a little bit. I, I have been through an enormous amount of personal hardships. I've lost uh, people that were very close to me. I've lost personal possessions and I've lost all kinds of things. And the conclusion that I came to is I can be encouraged when I recognize that uh, every mountain has a valley. So when I'm down in the valley, I recognize that I'm only there because I'm between mountains. But just like every mountain has a valley, every valley has a mountain. So it doesn't matter how low we go as humans, how 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 much in despair we might be as a nation, as a people, as communities, there's a mountain on the other side of this valley. And our darkest hours are always just before the break of a new dawning. So first thing is we've got to be encouraged. We cannot be discouraged because when we get discouraged, we will ultimately stop moving. The next thing that we have to do is recognize that there is the power within us to address every challenge that we face in this moment with regard to race relations and racial inequities and systematic institutional racism that shows itself in policing and the corporate sector and in every other asset of our lives. We've then got to turn to each other for the solutions that we seek. We cannot wait for a government. We cannot wait for a church. We cannot wait for anyone or anything else. We have the power as citizens in our hands. We have the solutions. We simply have got to collaborate and come to each other and turn to each other and begin to work across our differences. So if I had to deliver a message to community residents, what I would say is work where you live. Do what you can do in your local community to have the conversations that lead to solutions, to collaborate with people that might not see the world as you see it, to seek to work across your differences and not just work with people who share a perspective or the, or the particular experience or exposure that you have. I would say to every corporate and business leaders, one, we want to partner with you. The corporate and business community has uh, an enormous capacity to shift the culture, to shift public policy, to find solutions at every level in the United States of America with regard to the challenges that we've addressed today. I want to work with you. Our work wants to work with you. But I think what corporate leaders can do independently is be intentional about what you're investing your time and your resources in. Don't simply go for the optics or lean into the optics of what feels like the right thing or, or looks like the right thing to do, but do what really feels like and is really the right thing to do in your communities. Perhaps the best thing that corporate leaders can do is to, uh, is to work with the people that are on the bottom realms of their organization, the least paid employees, your grunt workers, go to them and ask what your company should be doing in this moment to address racial inequity and social injustice and all these other things. Those employees are the ones that have the answers to the problems that we face as a nation. So some of these large companies, they should be asking their employees, not for the purpose of putting a corporate band-aid on their image 
or projecting some do-good environment, but really getting engaged. And I think there, uh, if we can do those things, if we can turn to each other and not on each other, we can dig deep for actual solutions and not just optics. I think we'll see a lot of progress and I think it's coming. I honestly do. That That's really good. I, I love that, uh, particularly in the context of what we talked about, social inequity so and financial inequity is talking to those people who are on the bottom rungs that you're paying five, six, eight, twelve dollars an hour to who probably could tell you a lot more about it than than the even a community leader. I mean, Absolutely. those are people very important, very, very important. Um, before I make my final comments here, I would love Tom and uh, for you, Reverend, to tell our viewers, our listeners, where they can find out more about you, about your groups, your associations, your organizations, and your uh, companies, uh, and how they can reach out and how they can be part of all the resources. Well, on, on ours, our website is raptechnologies.com. We also are on the social media with Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Although sometimes we're not there, I can honestly tell you, and this is another problem, we have been banned from advertising on Facebook. <laughs> Twitter at certain points uh, because they didn't like the message uh, that we had. And we've had to argue through that, but uh, you continue to, we've continued to fight. We continue to get that message out there. So raptechnologies.com is our website. We are also a public company. Um, we're traded on the NASDAQ. Our symbol is WRTC. So if you go through that avenue, you can also get all the information about us. We're very transparent uh, in, in a number of different ways. So um, again, that's why I think it's imperative that corporations, uh, exactly what Reverend Markell just said, have to be involved in this and have to invest in their communities. I, you know, this is where I live. This is where I work. The people that are working and helping build these products, I, I talk to them on a regular basis. You know, you have to, and that's what they're going to give feedback, and you have to listen to them to help them and be involved in this, and don't just advertise and sleep well at night because you spent money with a big marketing firm on a billboard. Can I put you on the spot, Tom, for a minute? Sure. If there is a CEO, a leader person, somebody who's leading others, listening, <clears throat> who says, I don't know what to do, could they reach out to you <laughs> as a corporate guy and say, need a bit of guidance? Don't really want to go down the, the faith-based side. Don't really want to go down the protester side. I want to talk to another business guy. Could you give, would you be willing to have that conversation? All day long. Fabulous. All, I would absolutely, because again, uh, in, in my role and, and the fact that I have a platform to speak, I need to use that platform for solutions. And if somebody has a platform, but they don't know what to do, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, that's part of teaching, right? And that's part of passing on. We talked about it before the experience. Don't say I know, say you understand, because that means you, intellectually you get it. So I, I'm happy to use my experiences to convey to them and ideas and thoughts to get them to act and help them uh, act on that. So absolutely. Thank you, Tom. Reverend Markle Hutchins, please tell us uh, wh where people can find out about you and all your wonderful resources and the amazing things you're doing. I want to piggyback on Tom before I do that and say I too, I mean, a, a part of my body of work over the years 
has been advising and helping folks to figure out pathways to actually create social change. So, yep. you know, I'm, I'm happy to have those conversations as well. And, and, and I've said this earlier, uh, the faith community is a means to an end. It's one means to an end. The bowler wrap is one means to an end. But if we can sit together and reason together, we can figure out the pathways forward for any particular business or industry or leader to actually make a difference on the challenge in the challenges and on the issues that are before the American people today uh, that we've discussed. Uh, I, I have been involved, as I suggested, uh, in this work around social justice and civil and human rights the entirety of my of my life, really, since I was a teenager. I've led some of the largest and most successful civil rights campaigns in my community and across the United States of America. But I can honestly tell you that all of that time, the thing that I've learned the most is that um, there really is good in all of us. And, and there's synergy for social good and social progress that we all share, no matter whether we're red or blue, Republican, Democrat, gay or straight, rich or poor, uh, whether we have or have not, whether we are uh, on one side of an equation or the other side, there really is something enormously powerful when we can come together across our differences. So folks are welcome and incur I encourage folks to follow us at social media at Rev Markel at R-E-V-M-A-R-K-E-L on all of the social media platforms, uh, as well as visit our website at www.movementforward.com. Uh, M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T-F-O-R-W-A-R-D dot O-R-G, or my personal website, website is revmarkel.com. Uh, and I look forward to continuing our discussion, to being back with you. And, and obviously, it's always good to be with Tom, whom I uh, consider a friend and, and, uh, and as a colleague. Uh, in this pursuit of, of a more just and equitable America. So again, thank you so much for having me. Uh, and, and, and I've loved the discussion and, and hope that we will continue to move the needle forward and push uh, humanity closer together. Well, I really want to sincerely thank both of you. I hope you'll stay with us to the end because this has been an invigorating and a very important conversation. And I want to make sure that it gets out there and I encourage you, dear listener, to make sure that you do share all four episodes of this particular uh, section of Curiosity Bites with your community, because this is a difference we've all got to make. And what I would like to say in conclusion is this, you know, I always sign off with stay curious, my friends, stay curious. But here's what I really want to say to you. It's that we need to become way more curious about you know, there's all kinds of things we can do and we can march on the streets like I talked about. But what if you decided to get curious about the stories of other people? What if you decided to, you know, as, I, as you heard me talk about earlier, my wife said, you don't know, Dove, you don't know what it's like to be a person of color. I don't know that experience. You're absolutely right, but I can listen. I can listen and I can get compassion and I can deepen my empathy and my compassion. What if we listen to the stories of others and not just the stories of people of color, but people of color listening to people of non who are white, right? It's still a color, by the way, but we need to listen to each other. We need to listen to the stories and the experiences of that. You know, the, what it's like to live in a certain neighborhood, 
I have the pleasure and the honor to work with people who are some of the wealthiest families in the world, totally different world than I grew up in. And I suddenly realized all my ideas about what I thought those people were, were wrong. And once I stepped into their world by listening to their stories and realized that they were just like us, they were humans who had gone through all kinds of difficulties. It's easy to see the other. And every time we other another group, we dehumanize another group. When I went to Iran, I discovered that the people there were just like Americans, just like Canadians, just like America, British. It doesn't matter. We're all humans, but we got to step into that world. And we can only do that by listening to the most human stories that we can each share. That is what has bonded humanity. That's what bonds tribes. And we now live in a global tribe. And the more we forget that, the more problems we'll have. So we need to remember that we're part of that global tribe. We need to stay deeply curious about the stories of others because it adds to us. It makes us richer, deeper, more spiritual beings at every possible level. Whatever your faith, whatever it is you believe in or don't believe in, you can have faith in other humans. That is what bonds us. That is what makes us together. I want to thank you for tuning in today. I want to thank you for sharing the show with everybody you know. Uh, please, I encourage you to reach out to Tom uh, Tom Smith at uh, Rap Technologies and also to the Reverend Mark L. Hutchins. Uh, you know, they gave you the websites. So we'll post them. And please, get out in your community. And if you can't do anything else, listen to the stories of others. My name is Dove Barron. You can find out more about me at full uh, and if i can be of service to you i'm happy to do that till next time stay curious my friends stay curious